Pleased to be joined in this hour first by Dr. West and again, as I said later, uh, by Dion Raymond. I started with this song from Key Sweat, Something, Something Just Ain't Right. Dr. West and I have done so much together over the years. And once in conversation, uh, Dr. West said on national television, said, Brother Tabish, this is a Key Sweat moment. I said, how's that, Doc? He said, Something, Something Just Ain't Right. Uh, I am pleased to welcome Dr. West to KBLA Talk. Dr. West, how are you, sir? Oh, my brother, you know, it's always a blessing to be in conversation with you. I want to salute you, man. You've been a magnificent force for good, not just in L.A. and the country, but zeroing in on this situation with our dear brother Mark Ridley Thomas, though, man. But I appreciate you having me on the show, and I just want to thank you for your magnificent work, though, man. You've been courageous, you've been consistent. And you've been determined to get the truth out. And that's all we want. That's all black people have ever wanted. We just want the truth. And the condition of truth is to allow the suffering to speak. No double standards. We don't want any uh, 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 special preference. We just want a fair chance. And that, that's what Brother Keith's talking about. You know, something, something just ain't right. When the, <laughs> the situation about there, Brother Mark, really something, something is deeply wrong, Brother Tavis. You I know what I mean? It's, I deeply deeply wrong man. i want i want to probe what you think is deeply wrong uh, but he's already started we, we're just two seconds in he's already dropping bars already uh the condition of truth is to allow the suffering to speak powerful phrase the condition of truth is to allow the suffering to speak let me start broad and we will narrow our way in the 30 minutes that we have um so just a big question uh to commence this uh, dialogue dr west uh, you were there in the courtroom many, many days as a friend of MRT's. What are your takeaways uh, from being in that courtroom every day? Uh, take it away, sir. Well, the first thing is just the sheer dignity of Mark, the sheer dignity of Avis, the sheer dignity of Sebastian and Sinclair. Because we got the, let us not be deceived. Let's be very, very clear, my dear brother. You know, and I know, and other black folk know, and white folk who have a sensitivity know that black love is a crime in a white supremacist society. Mm. And what I mean by that is anybody who has a profound love of black people, given the history of black people being so hated and unloved, will more than likely be criminalized, will more than likely be viewed as a crime. This is Harriet Tubman, this is Ida B. Wells Barnett, this is Frederick Douglass, this is Martin King, this is Malcolm X. It goes all the way up, up across the line. When you say, well, Mark Ridley Thomas, who is he? Mark Ridley Thomas is the highest example of integrity, honesty, decency, generosity, giving of himself, especially to black people, but not exclusively black people. Anybody who looks at his life at his witness, at his service, at his sacrifice, at his grandmama Sylvia who shaped him, James Lawson who helped mold him, knows Mark Riley Thomas loves black people. Then what in the world then is he being, what, what is he doing in a court, right, for helping his son get a position, giving $100,000 for an organization tied to empowerment of black people, and they're viewing him as some kind of poster child for power and privilege and lies. This is sick. This is pathological. You say, what is going on? Well, this is the prosecution we're talking about. Mm -hmm. This is the prosecution. This is the Biden administration. This is the district attorney. This is the attorney general. They're spending hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars 
for Mark helping his son get a position at USC, the same USC he got a Ph.D. from, the same USC he gave a, a commencement address from, the same Ph.D. who treated him on the one hand like he's the best thing since sliced bread, and the next minute they tied to the FBI and acting as if he's some kind of criminal. He must have a deep love of black people. Mm. That's a sign mm. that you got a deep willingness to serve and sacrifice. And, and here, I'm in, I'm in New York right now. I'm in Harlem right now. You can hardly walk street. You got so many police, 36,000 police. Every policeman in New York is right now on call. How come? Because the, the, district, of, the, 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 the district of Attorney of New York City tied to the Justice Department, did they go after Trump? No, they still haven't done anything. Mm-hmm. It's Alfred Bragg. It's the black brother at the local level who, after Trump, tied to his connection with this sister, this, this, this porn star, right? Mm-hmm. Meaning what? You mean to tell me the U.S. government got a higher priority on Mark Ridley Thomas than Donald Trump? Something, something just ain't right. I take your point. I take your point. Something, something is deeply, deeply wrong here. There's a double standard, but we know this. Yeah. Folk know this. I mean, black folk know this at the barbershop and the beauty salon and the churches and things. We know who Mark Riley Thomas is. We're not going to change our, change our position just because they think that somehow he's somebody that he's not. His heart and soul and mind and energy has always been rooted in empowering black folk wherever he goes. That's what Martin Luther King Hospital is about. Ask Drew, Charles Drew Medical School about. Ask all the housing. Look at the struggles against the homeless and so forth. So this is what is so deeply upsetting. When I sat there in that court, though, brother, I could hardly hold myself. Yeah, yeah. I c- could hardly hold myself. Man, when, when, we, when we come forward, I want to go right to the L.A. Times. There was a piece in the Times yesterday uh, that I hope you saw. Um, but uh, you were in the piece in the Times yesterday. I was in the piece in the Times yesterday. Specifically, they were quoting me from the editorial that we're running every hour on our station uh, about um, uh, the, the case. So both you and I were in this piece yesterday, but what, what, what struck me about the piece um, was the way in which the L.A. Times, uh, in part, and other, in, other publications have done the same thing, uh, the way they've gone about reducing those who support MRT uh, to a singular issue of race, um, that uh, those who see this differently uh, then the jury saw it, and they were confused. We'll get to that with Dion Raymond, trust me, later in this hour. But for those who are uh, in defense of Mark Willie Thomas, the headlines basically said it all. They're in a city where corruption, I'm paraphrasing, in a city where corruption is run amok, uh, Mark Willie Thomas is not being rebuked but being praised by all kinds of people. And the Times was trying to understand that in this article yesterday. If you didn't see it, go find it. But they invoke Cornell West, they invoke Tavis Smiley, and the article, again, goes in a direction of reducing uh, this to an issue of race. I was troubled by that. I want to get Doc's temperature on that. When we come forward, you're listening to Dr. Cornell West on KBLA Talk 15. Conversations that matter. matter. You're listening to Tavis Smiley on KBLA Talk 1580. Our guest in this hour, this half hour, is uh, the leading public intellectual, towering uh, intellect, Dr. Cornell West, uh, who was in the courtroom many days during the trial of uh, uh, USA v. MRT, which um, ended uh, last Thursday with uh, seven uh, guilty uh, verdicts. Uh, MRT beat back 12 of them, and that's a lot to do, to beat back 12 uh, of uh, 19 uh, charges against you. But they 
found him guilty of seven. Again, we'll unpack a great deal more of that with Dion Raymond, our justice correspondent, who will join us on the back half of this hour. But to the LA Times article I was referencing moments ago, the, I want to bring your attention to two articles that I want you to read if you've not seen them. This one came out yesterday. It's entitled, the headline, In a City Rocked by Corruption, Ridley Thomas's Conviction Brings Public Tributes, Not Scorn. In a City Rocked by Corruption, Ridley Thomas's Conviction Brings Public tributes, not scorn. A second article I want to bring your attention to, a column by Erica D. Smith, her column headline, Why a Guilty Verdict for Mark Ridley Thomas Doesn't Feel Like Justice to Black L.A. Why a Guilty Verdict for Mark Ridley Thomas Doesn't Feel Like Justice to Black L.A. Uh, My question, Dr. West, right now is um, how we process that some in the media want to reduce the support for MRT in the black community to uh, a, an issue of simply race, that we are being tribal when we raise these questions about this trial and this outcome. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's ridiculous, though, brother. You know, that's like saying that I like Stevie Wonder because he's black. <laughs> I like John Coltrane because I like Aretha Franklin. No, he speaks to my soul with his artistic genius and his authenticity of him expressing himself and pouring himself into me. Don't reduce my spiritual formation to skin pigmentation. Mm. Mark Ridley Thomas represents the highest levels of integrity, honesty, decency. I'll say it over and over again. I will pit any elected official in L.A., Chicago, New York, that comes anywhere near his integrity, honesty, and decency. So that when you say, oh, it must be because you're black. No, I'm not supporting Clarence Thomas, Anna. Because he doesn't accept that. He, he doesn't meet that level. Was I critical of Obama? Dear Brother Barack Obama, was I critical of him? Absolutely. Because he didn't have the same level of integrity, honesty, and decency, and love of black people and put them number one poor people at the center of his project. It, that, it, that, that, it, it, I still love the brother. Mm-hmm. I still love Michelle, too. So you see how they just try to trivialize black folk, mm-hmm. trivialize black voices. That's the dominant orientation of New York Times. Now, Sister Erica's piece was powerful. Mm-hmm. Sister Erica's piece went against the dominant tendency of her own newspaper. I'm praying for the sister. I know what it's like to be in but not of mm-hmm. these institutions. Because this is part, and this is one of the reasons why uh, that 1580 is so important, Brother KBLA, what you're doing. It's a countervailing force. Why? Because we live in a moment of such mendacity, cynicism, manipulation. What what is the intimate relation between the USC Board of Trustees and the District Attorney and the FBI? Let, let, why come the, the LA Times hasn't done a serious investigation about that? Mm-hmm. Why is Mark Willie Thomas being targeted in the way that he is when they know they've got such 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 such, such what they? I mean, they they think they got evidence, brother. The evidence is a joke. Yeah. Let me, it's a joke. Let, let me raise these three questions. I want to run through. I'm watching my time, and we've got you for another 12 minutes or so here. Let me run through the three issues that I raised. I've received so much feedback um, personally, and the station has from the editorial that we are running. There are three questions that I posed in the editorial um, that I told people I want them to just wrestle with. There's certainly many more than three, but these are the three. I want to get your take on these three things, uh, mindful again of our time, uh, and that this case is still moving forward. Uh, MRT certainly uh, appealing this, and so we'll see what happens in the coming days. But here's the first question that I posed. 
the first issue that I raised. Um, the LA Times, to your point, and others, I don't want to just bag on them. They have not as yet done a story specifically about what the jury forewoman said, which is why I brought it forth in my editorial. She says to the press after the verdict is announced in the hallway inside the building that she acknowledges that many jurors were not paying attention. She acknowledges that they were confused about the jury instructions. She acknowledges that they were confused about the judge's responses. But then she says that they agreed for four days in the jury room that the $100,000 contribution was legal. But the way that they read the jury instructions, they had to find MRT guilty of at least wire fraud. Here's the only point I'm getting at. Uh, what do you make of the fact that there has not as yet been a story specifically written about what the jury forewoman said about their confusion on a variety of issues in that jury room and that they thought the 100K was legal? But you think of the reasonable doubt criteria, though, brother. Mm-hmm. I mean, how could the head of the jury say what she said is that not produce some reasonable doubt? I mean, if I'm on the jury, just hypothetically, and I'm, and I'm going to be fair. I mean, everybody deserves a fair trial. Mm-hmm. Now, Trump deserves a fair trial. Mark Woody Thomas deserves a trial. You deserve a fair trial. I deserve a fair trial. Absolutely, no matter what. But it's hard to believe. It's incomprehensible to me how they could not have a reasonable doubt when they say those kinds of things. Yeah. The, the second issue uh, that I raised in the editorial is uh, the one you put your finger on a moment ago. And that is the issue of USC. And I want to be be careful here because uh, we are, again, still learning more. And I suspect in the days to come, we will learn even more about this. But the, the, the issue I raise, uh, again, in the piece is who and how was the decision made for USA, USC rather, to walk this into the USA? USC walks it into the U.S. government. Uh, and demands uh, uh, that something be done. This is the same USC that's in trouble every other day for something else, always violating somebody's humanity. But in this particular instance, they walk this into the U.S. Attorney's Office. And again, to your point, there, there, there are no articles yet. There's no drill down on who made that decision Absolutely. and why that decision was made. What do you make of that fact? Absolutely. And, and, and this is what the empirical investigation is all about. The, the, the head of the legal uh, counsel right now at USC, what is the relation of that person with the district attorney? Mm-hmm. What is the relation of the people on the board? What is the relation of the chairman of the board? Come on, L.A. Times. Come on, mainstream press. You're supposed to be so smart. You're supposed to be so sophisticated. Do your work. Find out what the relation is. Mm-hmm. Why? Because that creates a certain ambience and atmosphere. The case was made very strongly by the defense lawyers, and it was a strong case, namely what? Namely that they didn't go to the county, they didn't go to anybody but the district attorney and the FBI, and the FBI is using language like what? We found a crime. You didn't already criminalize my brother. The L.A. Times, the way they cast the story, the main dominant way in which they cast the story, they've already criminalized our brother. He's already presumed guilty rather than innocent. That needs to be interrogated and questioned. The point that Dr. West was making a moment ago is that one of the persons involved in uh, this process early on inside the U.S. Attorney's Office 
is now the legal counsel at USC. That's his point. That somebody, uh, one person, it's easy to find, you can Google it. One of the persons involved in the U.S. Attorney's Office early on in this case is now legal counsel at USC. And that's the question he's raising about that relationship, that dialectic. How did you start over there and end up over here? And what is the relationship? That's what he's uh, suggesting needs to be interrogated. The third issue I raised uh, in, the, in the editorial that I want you to take on, Doc, is uh, the other black electeds across the country who are, as you mentioned earlier, being targeted by the Justice Department. Now, let's be clear. This is now Joe Biden's Justice Department. There are other black electeds across the country that are finding themselves in the same situation. One of those persons, high-profile black elected, the judge threw the case out uh, and said uh, to the government, kick rocks, essentially, because this is just absurd. So at least in this brother's case, the judge threw the case out. That was not what happened in MRT's case. Um, but Joe Biden wouldn't be president without black votes. Uh, he has an African-American vice president. He put KBJ on the Supreme Court. So symbolically, uh, he's done, uh, one could argue, uh, a significant number of things uh, that the black communities can, can, can applaud or celebrate, as many people have. But in this particular instance, his Department of Justice, it seems, around the country, and this is not a new story, as you well know, um, seems to be going after black elected officials. How do you read that issue that, again, nobody's talking about? No, it just needs to be investigated, brother. We need to put a spotlight on it. I'm so glad you have the courage to do it. Of course, we're not surprised you've been doing that all your life. But 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 part of the, what we need to zero in on are also the black folk who have been either collaborating on the grassroots level with the lies against Brother Mark Lilly Thomas, as well as the black folk inside of the department. That facilitates it, and we want them to do their jobs. We want them to pursue to pursue justice and fairness, absolutely. But you got war priorities if you're going at the exemplar of integrity, and you got hundreds and hundreds of hundreds of other folk who have overwhelming evidence of corruption. Mm. How do you how, how raise the question? You know, and part of it's just career. You know that you yeah. know that the Department of Justice just a bunch of jumping. It's just a, uh, a, a, a catapult of a career, mm-hmm. and you can see that even among the uh, the, 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 the performance of the pers- prosecution and so forth. You see, are they really concerned about genuine justice, yeah. or are they taking orders and trying to satisfy those on the top in order to move up and maybe themselves run for office? Watch because it. let's just be honest about it. Mark Lee Thomas is what probably was the most powerful black elected official in the largest state of the union based on a record of over 30 years of stellar excellence and service to public good, especially black people. If you could get him, make him the sacrificial lamb for USC that was already in in trouble in terms of his public image and the the various scandals that had attacked them, and then the Biden administration acting as if they want to be balance and so they're gonna go at these black politicians even as black people especially black women put him in there yeah um watching my clock about three minutes left here so let me do this right quick um how do you how do you respond to people listening right now who say dr west we ain't mad at you you have a right to be a, a dear friend and brother of mrt over many decades uh that that's a beautiful thing that that sort of bromance as it were um but at the end of the day uh mrt stood before a jury of his peers and he was found guilty. And what you are engaged in right now is revisionism. How do you respond to people who say that? 
I say I'm concerned about truth and justice. I'm concerned about my brother at the highest level of integrity. And most importantly, I'm concerned about the services that he provided and, and the community that he's been serving. It's in the name of the community. Mark, Mark Willie Thomas comes out of the legacy of Martin King and others. It's not just about him. It's about the service that he rendered and the suffering that he tries to speak to. And so, it, so that I, you know, I would I would say that I think that again, it, it just trivializes that they think it's just a matter of my love for the brother, which is deep and profound. There's mm-hmm. no doubt about that. But my love for him goes far beyond just him and Avis and Sebastian and Sinclair. It's connected to from whence he comes. Yeah, the black community that produced him and shaped him and molded him, and we know who he is and we know what's coming at him we are not deceived about this moment that's why we continue to struggle this is not over and god is not finished with brother mark ridley thomas yet one of the grand servants of the beloved community in this in the last 40 years let me close on this note with uh, 90 seconds to go uh, to your point of knowing uh, mrt as long as you have and as well as you do uh what is your sense of what is in the future for him and how he will navigate the days ahead Oh, this is just, this is a bump. This is a bump. He's working on the building. He and I have been working on the building together for forty-five years. This is the bump in the road. We serve a mighty God. We have faith. We 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 continually bear witness. We know, of course, that folk are coming at us and trying to obstruct and trying to impede. But nothing will break our souls. We got a joy that the world didn't give us and the world can't take away. And we got a love for black people that are never be eliminated or erased, no matter how, how unpopular, no matter how we're misunderstood and misconstrued. The brother is on the battlefield with his integrity, his love, and his service, and can't nothing stop him but the God who has called him. Hmm. As I said at the top, he's one of a kind. Uh, I regard him, uh, have for many, many decades now, as the Du Bois of our time. Uh, and uh, always a delight uh, to be in dialogue with Dr. Cornell West. Uh, now uh, we will let him go to get to his class at the Union Seminary. <laughs> well, salute you, though, brother. Uh, thank you, and Doc. it's a wonderful thing to be in conversation. Because you remember, we actually met for the first time way back at the That's right. man. That's exactly right. That's how we met through MRT many, many years ago. Uh, so, uh, no, it's a, it's a full circle moment. I wish you all the best, Doc. Thank you for your time. We appreciate you. Love you much. All right, salute you. God bless you. Stay strong. Uh, After news, traffic, and sports, we'll continue a conversation, uh, our sort of uh, post-mortem, if you will, on the uh, verdicts in the case of USA v. MRT with our own justice correspondent. By the way, uh, if you uh, have have never seen Dion Raymond, turn on, uh, uh, go to our app and click on the KBLA TV icon and go to our YouTube channel. She's about to join us live in studio. In a moment, you're listening to Tavis Smiley on KBLA Talk 1580. The station you turn to when you had it up to here with cultural incompetence. KBLA Talk 1580.